I'm so, so sorry. Just killed a man. With the power of karate. Against his head. And my foot. my trigger. Now he's dead. Killed him with my foot. <laughs> you gave birth to a ninja. Now they're locking up my feet. It's really hard for me to interrupt this. <laughs> Y'all, welcome back to Play Casual. <laughs> tonight, we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about the Goldbergs tonight because I am hooked because these two idiots got me into it, and so you're gonna want to stick around for another Fly Casual. Let's get into it, Fly Casual. Let's get ready to ring call. I mean, I feel like a, like a dang criminal talking over that high art. <laughs> yeah. Were you a smooth criminal? Uh, no, no, I don't feel that smooth right now. Actually, I, I Annie, are you okay? I meant to, okay? I meant to actually replenish, okay, replenish my, uh, my, my drugs before I came down, but I forgot. So I apologize if I suddenly get unhigh in the middle of this episode. He's going to get real sad I'm, real yeah, quick. I'm start crying. Well, they've also got me on the steroids now, too. So if I come down off the roids, oh, then I'm just going to start run. throwing stuff. Like Howie's wife just busts yeah, through a Start Kool-Aid manning through every surface. Oh, yeah. You need some new doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I do need some new doors. That's good. It's a good thing. It's a good change. Welcome, everybody, back to Fly Casual. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. With me on my left is still the absence of Michael. Somehow, a week later, still on that plane. We hope. We hope. We hope. Well, it could like be a, a Malaysian air company. We don't know. Four. We don't know. Yeah. We he's going to come back with superpowers. Yeah. We don't know if he's going to land good or if he landed bad. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. They're still looking. <laughs> They're still, still digging up to that. No. Yep. Yeah, the yeah. aliens got him. Aliens did get him. The alien or aliens? Yep. Ooh, there's a creepy movie I can watch with the kid. Good thing the uh, TSA loosened alien? up his butt. No, the the. <laughs> it's like really the okay. the uh, fire in the Langoliers? sky. Oh, fire in the sky. fire in the sky. Langoliers with that one. Yeah, no, Dude, that's fire, a good song. There. Fire in the sky. Bean the Stockwell. Travis Walton story. That's got a Terminator in it. Yes, it does have a Terminator in it. That is correct. And and an FBI agent. <laughs> Let's not talk about guy, that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, nobody remembers that that fondly. That was terrible. Yeah. Have you ever seen Fire in the Sky, Howie? Uh, no. Based so. on a true story. Says and I'm not you. even making quotey fingers. Says you. I am. I read about actually read about Fire in the Sky. I read well. I read about Travis Walton in one of like. And remember, okay, kids, memory lane. And this is oh. in honor of tonight's episode. I'm going to take you back to the 80s. This is, are we going to talk oh. about the Waltons? Okay, no, we're not going to talk about the Waltons because that's is that the 80s? That's like 70s, isn't it? Uh, well, it's, anyway. I watched it in the 80s. Yeah, I was going to say, I was gonna, everything from the 50s through the 80s was <laughs> the 80s for me. You know, let's talk yep. about you know, let's Thanks, talk about Andy Griffith show. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, but I, back then, before we all had the internet, you had to 
learn weird things. We didn't have uh, there, the the closest thing to BuzzFeed we had back then was Time Life books, <laughs> 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 and you'd get these commercials that would come on and be like, you know, like Alien Encounters, a new series from Time Life books. They and it was your butt. It's like basically like little like micro sets of like mini encyclopedias, like miniature encyclopedias about weird topics. Because where else are you going to get it? You going to go to the library? Yeah. No, you're too fat and stupid. Call this number now. You know? <laughs> VCR, yeah. watch a video. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna read about forget it. Forget about it. And so I remember I had I had my hands. On, I don't think my parents ever let me order Time Life books, but some way I had my hands on one of these, and I read about the Travis Walton story, and like I was like, wow, it's really cool. This dude, you know, was abducted by aliens, stuff like that. And then like a month later, and again, I don't know how I heard this because again, you didn't know what movies were coming out back then, unless you read like Variety and no one read Variety outside of LA, right? Or New York. Or you had a newspaper. Well, I mean, yeah, if there happened to be a, a write-up about it, but somehow I heard that they were actually making a movie out of it. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. Garrick, he's talking about ahead of time, not what's playing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about uh, before. Like, I read that it was, kind of, that they were making the movie. Uh, and so, like, I told my dad for months, I'm like, what's comes out? You have yeah. to take me see it. You have to take me see it. And we did. Went and saw it on opening night. The fire in the sky, Travis Walton story. That movie, I mean, it's it's probably a little cheese ball at this point, but that movie, you know, it's got some it's got some intense moments. I might watch that one with the kid. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's and also program. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Yeah. That may be the first Tommy Lee Jones I ever saw. What I'm about not sure. Jamie Ball, Lee Presley. No, no, Jamie Presley. What about JFK. Um, I can't remember which came first. It was either JFK or that. It would have been would have been my first Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. I think. I did see JFK in theaters too. I was probably the only what like ten year old in there. What's that? That had aliens. Men in Black. That had Tommy Lee. Yeah, Jones. that was that and was, aliens. That was quite a bit later. That, that was, was a sequel, right? Quite a bit later. You know, I feel I find it weird that now in two episodes in a row we've mentioned uh, a property to which I used to know the entire choreography to the theme song. <laughs> Last week was we Thriller. This week it's Men in Black. <laughs> Just walk with it. <laughs> you got to do the fist. Thing, you little fist. You're like grating cheese with your fist when you slide back and forth. Now slide, slide. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only know. I only do the leprechaun dance. That's where I end. <laughs> is I that skills begin and end. At what, the is that where you just like day. put your like you snap your fingers over your head and go? Yeah, you do tie, you do tie, you Is that? Yep. No, I don't even go that far. <laughs> Move my arms back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. But where you wandered just past Mike's seat over Master Control, Mister Stephen J. Howie. There is a mess of cords over here. There is. I could not believe mm. it when I came down here after not being down here for four weeks. Four weeks, and there is still twenty eight percent battery life left on the con the yeah. sound of control iPad, which is a uh, third gen iPad. It is ancient, and it only serves the purpose of sound control. It used to play our pre our warm up music before we record the podcast, but the YouTube app doesn't work anymore. It's not even supported. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is so ancient, and we've just got this one old soundboard app that's all it's for. All, all does, and it still had. 28% battery, even though it was unplugged, because for some reason, you guys in my absence saw fit to plug in a computer cable that wasn't plugged into anything else. Well, I think... Well, it I actually think may have I'm, been plugged in while I'm I was building computers. trying to right remember, but I'm thinking uh, Mike needed some power, and we're like, well, there's that. And then I think he attempted to plug in 
what was plugged in before. Oh, that makes more but sense. But grabbed a different cable yep. that was down there. Similar that, thickness, three-pronged yeah. cable, but not plugged into anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, somehow this thing was I'm alive. remembering it a, a little clearer-ish. Yeah, you can see clearly now. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. Rain is gone. Rain's gone. Rain's gone. Mm-hmm. It's still there, but it's going to be a bright, a bright. Thank you. I was not going to finish until someone <laughs> swung in with that second bright. Yeah. So, and across the pond down a few is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. Hey, hey, that's me. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, I'm don't here. touch me. Don't touch me. Da 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 Give me a knife. God, I've, I I feel so bad for anybody who has no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> Which may be There's most people. I don't know. a lot of people. Yeah, it may be most most listeners are going, I don't, the they Brack do that a lot. Show. I don't know what's wrong Featuring with them. Featuring the Braxter. Yeah, it's the Bracker here. <laughs> now you got to do the monkey. Oh, never trust a monkey. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> never trust a monkey. Do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always said, I always told you never trust a monkey. <laughs> the end. I, want the end. Ba- I want a banana. Eek, eek. Well, sure, I'll eat that whole jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> for sure, I'll eat that bug for a whole jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, man, they don't make them like they used to. I don't think what. anyone ever made anything like they did that. <laughs> the closest thing that came to the offbeat humor of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Was Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which aired oh, yeah, right after it, it yes, on the yeah. early Adult Swim. Um, meat wad, yeah, and, and, uh, and of course, it's a clown. You know that, that was original warfare. animation and stuff, real original cheap animation. Yeah. But the fact <laughs> like that they were able to had do like five what, frames, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the fact Especially that they the were moon people able to, yeah, the moon knights. <laughs> you well, should give him the, the finger, moon rules yeah, flip the bird, and smoke while you are doing it. Yeah, we smoke when we flip the bird. <laughs> not really, not really stealing if you really want to. Uh, pass out the free cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think that's a straight six? I've got a straight six. All right, who painted the moon rules on the side of my car? <laughs> it wasn't oh, us. You're in my pool without my permission. <laughs> Man, the first couple seasons of that show were just amazing. <laughs> but the fact that they made Space Ghost Coast to Coast out of old animation cells from this old Hanna Barbera well, cartoon that be I fair, barely only remember. Used like five. Yeah, right. <laughs> but that's the thing. Look at all the content they made out yeah. of just those few <laughs> frames of animation. It was just amazing. Amazing. My favorite episode is still the one, the first one with uh, Bjork, where Bjork was on, <laughs> but instead of being the guest that he's interviewing, it's his wife who won't leave him alone while he's at work. <laughs> and so they've got it edited. And of course, Bjork has no idea what's going on. I don't know how they recorded these celebrity interviews, but they just edited this whole story together where she was his wife who's out of her mind that keeps calling him at work. And he's like <laughs> trying, he's getting all pissed off. <laughs> and everything that comes out of Bjork just sounds insane. It's so good. Oh, so good. But we're going to be taking a lot of walks down memory lane tonight because tonight we're talking about the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs! The current television Goldbergs. program on the ABC network. The baby ABC. Yes. Yes. One of the, uh, how, one okay. of the last good network TV yeah, shows. How many network television shows do you currently watch? Uh, that's the one. Four. 
We still watch Modern Five? Family, but it's just kind of like a habitual limping to the barn because they didn't, don't do anything new anymore. Right. It's very, they found their rut and they live there. Yeah. But it's still good for a chuckle. Man, you six? Really? I watch. Okay, here we go. Let me, I, I don't know. I'll have to count them. Let's see. The Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. Yep. Schooled, which is a spinoff. Okay, I'm going to be watching another one because yeah. I want to watch that. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The Good Place. Yeah. That and Survivor. they're in their last season now, right? Or it's getting ready yes. to start. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Survivor. Yep. Uh, the Amazing Race. And I think that's it. So How was that? I'm about with you there. Yeah. It's you. Okay. The first three or the first four you named are three that I'm watching and one that I'm going to start watching. So there you go. Four. There maybe there's another one that I'm not accounting for, but I don't think so. Yeah, Survivor. The first thing I say when someone says, Survivor. "Hey, there's this new show you should watch," I'm like, oh, "What service is it on?" Because I assume it's not on a <laughs> network. I really do. I just yeah, it's, it's not true. where I look for quality. <laughs> yeah, that's where the good TV is. Mm-hmm. Streaming mm-hmm. services. Yeah, and more to come. <laughs> We're getting so close to some man. Now who does that? Know? Who does that noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, I was. Yep. Gonna, I Let's suddenly tigger. could not think of it to save my life. Yeah, Tigger. <laughs> That's right. Oh, Bob. Tigger's got to bounce. Mm-hmm. Y'all watch Christopher Robin movie? No. It's aight. I tried. It's aight. It's it's not great, but it's aight. He kind of thought like the Dark Crystal that you thought of that <laughs> thing. Well, yeah, that's my Dark Crystal. It, it's it's <laughs> slow. I mean, but Winnie the Pooh. Any any Winnie the Pooh is. Slow. I was never big into Winnie the Pooh because of that reason. I, you I know, think. I kind of wasn't. I wasn't either. But like I've talked before about how very little exposure I had to most Disney animation until Beauty and the Beast came out. I didn't see many Disney movies at all. You know, notwithstanding like the old like Kurt Russell films and stuff like when he was a kid. You know, like Teenage Computer or whatever the crap that was called. Like like some Reboot? of those old live action ones. But I Disney animation was not a big presence in my family at all. So when I would catch some like at school or something and they play Winnie the Pooh, I would pay attention because I didn't never got anything like that. And Winnie the Pooh. But Winnie the Pooh is a very Winnie slow the- moving thing <laughs> in general. He's a fluffy something something Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Garrick always I, nails all the theme songs, man. He didn't even do that I, to the tune of Perfect Strangers. I have the approximate knowledge of all themes. Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. He's a fluffy little something something bear. <laughs> Roz and Falser. Anyway. honey. Uh, but before we get into that, it's time to talk about what's on the docket, business. Docket. Secret City, season two. Secret City? I talked about this like a couple weeks ago. I don't listen to episodes I'm not on. Why would I? What's in it for me? Secret City. <laughs> so I watched, It's not like I haven't had time. <laughs> so I went and started watching this show called Secret City. I watched the first season, and I've now finished the second season. Dang, look at you. And man, it's a, it's a political, Australian political, uh, almost kind of an analog to House of Cards, but from a perspective. Oh, you brought this up before. 
Because I do remember yes. you talking about Yes, and, uh, um, uh, yeah. Oh, so it's more kangaroos. The, oh, maybe it was more than a couple of weeks ago. I thought, yeah, but yeah, it's, you know, it's good. It's good. How many kangaroos um, are in it? I don't, I would say zero, but I'm not 100% uh, sure. <laughs> it takes How place. How many wallabies? Um, How many babies are eaten by dingoes? Oh, all. Okay, good. Oh, so perfect. at least it's scientifically accurate. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> um, I don't know how they procreate and maintain their, you know, level of population, but. Uh, uh, well, I'll explain to you when you're older. You ever watch The Modern Family when they went to Australia? Yeah. And they spent the whole episode building oh. up to a dingo ate my baby. And she yells out like that big dog just walked away with the project I've been working on. Instead of, because she calls the project yeah. her baby the whole time. Yeah. She goes, that big dog just took my project over. We're going to, and Ariel Winters walks by and goes, sounds like a missed opportunity. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was worth it. That was worth Nailed it. it. That's yeah. a Seinfeld reference, by the way. It was? Yes. What Could is? Be. You know, Dango ate my baby. Dango ate mm, your not baby. a Seinfeld reference. Seinfeld oh, it totally is Seinfeld reference. Ta no, Seinfeld tagged on to this. This is actually a real life thing. You're wrong. There's a real life thing where, Seinfeld but they it. made it popular. This woman got arrested because she they believe oh, that she killed her the baby. Seinfeld era, yeah, she and they about made Seinfeld. it capitalized on it. Oh, okay, that could be. Yeah. And then they said the dango ate my baby. Mm -hmm. Dango ate my baby, and that's where that came from. Fair enough. Sound like Forrest Gump a little bit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can't sit here. Life's like a dango. You never know <laughs> yeah, what's well, gonna that, eat. Baby. The, what's her Don't name? I don't know how you go from. Unattractive to attractive to hot as you age, like she has. Who, Ariel Winters? Um, no, <laughs> Seinfeld oh, wow. chick. Uh, oh, yeah. No, Julie Louis Julie, Dreyfus yeah, is Julie breaking Ridge. all the rules. I wouldn't say she was unattractive. No, no, no. But, but she wasn't like, wow, she's attractive. She was just like, there's a, a woman. Uh, she's uh, under all the clothing. A TV, uh, yeah, underneath those massive shoulder pads. <laughs> she was a TV5. Yeah, a TV five in real life is like an eight or a nine, right? But on TV, she was a five, and every year she gets older, she gets more gorgeous, and it bothers me too. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Most of most of the older actresses that I think are hot are because I thought they were hot when I was young, and I'm just carrying it with me. We're aging together, yeah, you know. But Julie Lee Drivers is like, God dang, you are gorgeous yeah. on top of being brilliant and hilarious like even on veep i'm just like what the heck is going on <laughs> this that's i mean and it, none of it looks unnatural in any no, way no, she She's, looks completely natural and and it's just like man there have got to be a lot of people in your profession who hate your guts <laughs> because they're trying so hard to do yeah, well, what yeah. you're just doing i don't know how hard she has to work at it i'm sure she you know works at, at keeping like you know in shape and stuff like that but it's not just that her face right. just gets prettier all the time What's wrong with that? Everything. Why are we doing a side fall episode right now? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't people. know. <laughs> she should be getting older. She should be getting older. She's not getting older. But she's not getting younger. She's just getting more attractive. Why don't you tell me the movie you want to watch? What's the deal <laughs> with Julia Louis-Dreyfus being attractive? <laughs> she is. She's gorgeous. Welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> 
That was a great episode. Seinfeld <laughs> jokes. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm going back to sick bed. <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm out. I'm just now. See, there's an episode I've seen. I, I have I got tried. That That's why I did this. That's I don't like, remember don't show that episode anymore. How many times? Oh man, I'm trying to catch. I'm still catching up on uh on. It's always sunny in Philadelphia, and I'm like. And this show's been on like, I don't know, like 12, 14 seasons, right? And I'm watching the show going, oh my God, they could not do this now. <laughs> they, I mean, these, these are like standard definition, yeah, right. you know what I mean? And I'm looking, I'm like, oh my, oh my, she does an amazingly, an amazing impression of like a Rosie Perez, like Latina person, but she's sitting there doing it in brown face. And I'm like, and now the saving grace is all of them are completely deplorable in every way. It's like Eric Cartman. The yeah. brilliance is Eric Cartman can say and do things that no one else can do because you understand he's awful. Yeah. Well, everybody on It's Always Sunny is awful and has like almost no redeeming qualities. But I'm still looking at this going, there's no way they could do this now at all. I'm not even defending it then, except the fact that it was she was good at it. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's still I was just like, oh, my God, I felt guilty watching it. Yeah. But they're all horrible in every way. <laughs> oh my god! You you ever watch that show? Nope. Garrett, do you watch? It's always sunny. Uh, I might have caught an episode. Maybe. Oh my lord! Danny and DeVito's also, in that, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. He came in at the end of season one or two or something like that. His his grandkids or his kids or grandkids convinced him to be on the show, and I don't think he was going to be a permanent character, but he just decided to hang around. The funny <laughs> awesome. thing about him is that two of the main, two of the four mains, uh, they're twins. A guy and a girl, and he's their father. But you come to find out that he's not their biological father, even though you know when they they were raised with him as his as their father. Uh, their father is actually the dad from Seventh Heaven <laughs> because his mom cheated on him. But then he moves in with their friend, played by Charlie Day, and Charlie Day looks at him as a father figure, and then comes to find out that he also slept with Charlie Day's character's mother earlier and so he could like maybe you're my dad he's like i'm not your dad and he finds out that yes his mother did get pregnant when she cheated on, with him and it was around the time but he's like no she got an abortion that doesn't she she doesn't she goes yeah but it didn't take <laughs> he's like what and she's like you just persevered <laughs> you survived the wow. abortion it's like i'm just like oh so it's funny because he's part of the wow. gang he's he was the father of these two characters but he's not really their father but he actually is the father of this other character <laughs> it's that show is insane insane i will never recommend it to anybody <laughs> Ever. Don't watch it ever. Don't watch it, but it's brilliant. Oh my gosh! It didn't take. It hit me, but it didn't take. I was like, oh my god! I really. Oh, hopefully, wow. no one's keeping a record of what I'm watching. I say in my best church lady voice. Oh, Sancho is. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, he's keeping close tabs. Yes. Someone's got to update the bingo card. I'm just saying. He's the yeah. all ever seeing eye. Mm -hmm. So, where are we at? What are we doing? We're doing the docket. It gets Garrett's turn. You okay. just went. My yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> yeah, you went. You went. I went everywhere. <laughs> All over the place. So I'm excited about, you're going to love this, guys. You're going to love it. Dark Crystal 2. Dark Crystal. No. That, was, that did, I already did that one. I can't do it again. Unless we want to do a whole episode on it. I would be willing to put the effort in. Like I said, I want I, I want to love it so bad. Look how I'm running. 
<laughs> you just, you're just kind of hopping. But hopping. I'm also wiggling my arms out in the front. Oh, yeah. See that? See how the arms are wiggling? That's how you know that they're running. That's how Kermit runs. Yeah. It was funny Kermit. when it's Kermit. It's, it's, Kermit it's comedic. This is, this is a, a, a Muppets prequel, like, way in the past. This is like where the Muppet world comes from. I'm putting that into canon now. I'm listening. I love me some Muppets. That's all I, that's all I got. Anyway, what I've been tweaking on is there. No, it's not tweaking. Out, You're not tweaking. I know. We totally you bastardize it every time. Tweaking. The docket. You're tweaking. tweaking. You're dockerizing. Oh, I'm docketing. Dockerizing or I'm dockerating. You're docking to the oldies. Docking to the oldies. So I've, I've been watching a brand new anime. Oh, boy. I know I don't bring them up because a lot of people don't have access to anime streaming services like I do. Yeah, look at you. You're the only <laughs> subscriber this... to Crunchyroll. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crunchyroll and Funimation. Yeah, so the, a new one just came out and this is going it's actually started premiering on uh Adult No, what is it called? Toonami. How many, Toonami back. How many words are in the title? Two. Oh wow! Whoa! And that's one, of, it just and one of them shortened. Yeah, the six seasons from now, the, <laughs> it'll be like Budokai Zen Master GoPro Forty XT Six. Yeah, uh, so this is, it's just called Doctor Stone. That's, that's the title. a very simple name for Doctor an anime series. Stone. Yeah, Doctor Stone. So the He's reason got really I bring big up, round eyes. It's it's a great. I, I, I love they the premise. They like to glow. They do. They glow with the power of. Science. <laughs> <laughs> the, the basic the basic plot of this is um, so something happened in the world one day that turned everybody to stone, and then like everybody stayed as a they basically turned them to stone statues, mm-hmm. and then three thousand years later, <clears throat> uh, a kid one of the kids, uh, like I guess hatches from the stone, and he's been aware of time passing for all this time. It was like he's been aware for 3,700 years that he's trapped in stone. And so he's kind of trapped in his own mind. And he's like this genius scientist kid. So he figures out how to break people out of these stones to hatch him like he did. And he wants to create a brand new society. But he, want, he since he's such a scientific genius, he wants to fast forward civilization as fast as he possibly can. Like he wants to get millions of years. So he unfreezes a few more people. But uh, one of the other guys is like a, he has a different view. Like he, he wants to go around and bust up all the stone people of the old people. Cause he's more of like, okay, it's out with the old, we need to get, oh, he's, like, he's, he's like a eugenics guy or something. Yeah. Basically he's yeah. like a mass murderer. So he's busting all these statues of the old people. He's like, we've, they've tried to rule us. They were terrible. So we're going to start this brand new uh, world order. There's a lot of stuff that goes down. It's 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 kind of like I love civilization. The game, my <laughs> civilization. Yeah. So there's a, he he basically breaks down a tech tree. Like he wants to get <laughs> to get electricity, right? So yeah. he's bra- he breaks down this tech tree of what he needs. So he goes around and he now this now this is scary because I actually think through these types of scenarios sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's great because the the science the science in it is sound. Like it, it's real science. Like he. He goes around and finds, uh, um, like, you know, different chemicals and stone in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and he combines them to make new things. Mm-hmm. Build so some he, magnetos. He, yeah, he, ma- he, f- he makes magnets. He, he finds all this stuff to 
like advanced civilization just a little bit farther. <clears throat> yeah. So that that's the part I really like is just him. So what he's trying to like things. get the world back up to speed before they unstone more people, so that it's not like a glut of people stuck in the Stone Age, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah. he wants he kind of wants to get the forward momentum going, so they can absorb people a little at a time or something. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. And the the chemical he needs to like unstone people takes a really 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 long time to to create. Okay. Because it involves like fermentation of alcohol and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get to a faster way to mass produce that as well. Uh, but yeah, the, he, he, well, he needs to call up the guy from, from, uh, from moonshine, that moonshine show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause he figured out how to make like what? 10, 10, 20 year whiskey in like a, a day or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Cause he co- eventually, I, I don't know if you want to spoil it, but he comes across other people that have been unfrozen and, but they've been unfrozen for like hundreds of years. Oh, wow. And they've had this whole civilization that's this little like, like it's kind of like a Stone Age village. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out the mystery of how they uh, were kind of resurrected hundred of year, hundreds of years. Maybe before. Sam Beckett leaped into one of them. I will give this, Garrick, I'm going to give this to you. <laughs> this premise sounds really interesting. It is. That's the reason I watched how it. How annoyed am I going to get with the style? Oh, terribly annoyed. God. <laughs> like, it, like for I watch a lot of animation. The animation is subpar, oh, I guess. No. And there's a, <laughs> from an it's, it's, and you're coming at decent. it from an anime standpoint. <laughs> oh, I no. mean, it's, it's decent. It's it's very like heavily blocked, which I don't like. And there's a lot of you know the typical crazy anime uh, faces and stuff. Yeah, that I know. Is some people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of tropes in there. So, yeah, other than that, it's I love it. That, that's that sounds like a really From interesting tsunami story. On, uh, in well, got you to start watching Goldberg. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anime's already been a much longer battle. <laughs> <laughs> much longer. That war's been dragging on for decades. Oh yeah. <clears throat> so, all right, cool. Cool yeah, beans. Speaking of war. Speaking of war, it's it's time for some news, I guess. Oh. News? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, boys. Yes, Mike, Mike, not Mike. We actually don't have much on the news docket. The news but docket. But what we do have the the, tw- the nipple tweaking news is gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Garrick is laughing because he knows. I don't. How, I haven't read how interesting read this will be. Yeah. Do you guys like Birds of Prey? Like the uh, like the CW like the show the that Star didn't Trek, last very long. The Star Trek <clears throat> Birds of Prey. Oh, a Klingon Bird of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. Not I'll to like be confused them. with like the Romulan Warbird. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Totally different. Now there were wait, wait 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 there were Warbird were there Klingon Warbirds and Romulan Warbirds or were there Birds of Prey that both of them had? Because didn't uh, the Romulans and the Klingons have like the same class of ship that was slightly different? No. Is this before okay. or after okay. Red Matter? Is this original? Original? Yeah, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm talking. I'm talking uh, Prime. Oh, yeah. yeah, they were Klingon Birds of Prey. They were like they had the. Uh, well, the Birds of Prey the, is the smaller class. Like a Bird of Prey is a small scale, like capital class vessel. It's not very big, like compared to like a Constitution class. They have a lot. So they flew around in Star Trek <clears throat> Four. That was a Bird of Prey. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a very yeah. large ship. The. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, but they had the Klingons had a larger class that I yeah, believe the was the warbird, but there's also Romulan warbirds that are just slightly different, right? 
Yeah, the Romulan war warbird is. Yeah, okay. Okay. It's huge. I just it's remember like, like there, the both Enterprise. of them had a warbird. I just wanted to yeah. be sure. Well, just so you know, guys, this <clears throat> this discussion. Has nothing to do with nothing, that. But it's, a, but it's a lot more interesting to I know, me maybe we should just stay here. <laughs> than, than this news item. Let's talk about Star Trek ships. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll, because I'll Trek this ships is actually a trailer for a movie <sighs> that I, who asked for? <sighs> I don't know. People who thought Margot Mike Robbie did. deserved a better shot. So what is, what is this movie, Garrick? Birds of Prey. Uh, wait, no, that's we not know that it's the whole. It's title. called the Harley Quinn movie. The Harley right? Quinn movie. The Harley <laughs> Quinn vehicle. <laughs> Was it I what they the, changed the Phantasmalicious Appansimation of one Harley Quinn or whatever? Yeah, they they changed the title because they used to have a nonsense word in there, and then they changed it to a real word. Well, really, what is it now? Uh. It, it was seriously something like it was birds of prey colon the like bod alicious like some stupid word that we would say ironically yeah. birds of prey and the fantabulous, fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn so what is it now wow. oh maybe they kept it the same oh i thought they changed it one promo shot i thought i thought they just changed it to fabulous or, or just wackadoo <laughs> the wackadoo, <laughs> wackadoo emancipation of yeah. of one Harley Quinn. We got Margot Robbie <sighs> as uh, Harley Quinn, of course, in the DC universe. <clears throat> and then a bunch of other people. Yeah, you got Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you got Jumi Mullet Bell as mm -hmm. Black Canary. Mm -hmm. Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya, who's a I do like comic Rosie character. Perez. Uh, she's a police officer. We got Chris Messina as Victor Zaz. Remember Zaz? Yeah, because in the Arkham Asylum games, uh, Zaz scared the piss out of me. <laughs> He's scary just like dude. like answering his phone calls. I was like, I don't want to. You could just pass on this one, Batman. You won't yeah. got to pick up that phone. He like kills people, and for every kill, he like cuts himself. Tallies, cuts him, cuts a tally into his skin. Yeah, yeah. and then of course, yes, <clears throat> the most exciting part of this movie probably. Ewan McGregor yeah. as Black Mask. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, seriously, the top of your list to cast Black Mask. Yeah, Ewan McGregor, perfect. Ewan McGregor would never be on my list unless someone said, what about Ewan McGregor? And I would go, mm, okay, let's consider it. But, like, I would never have thought <laughs> Ewan McGregor as the crime lord of the, of the mafia, Black Mask. Yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, he can do anything he wants because he's going to be Obi-Wan again, so it doesn't matter. But true. that is so weird. Like, I'm not, I don't think that's bad, but no. it's so weird. I would, you guys, have you seen the trailer yet? I I've, I saw the original trailer, the one that ran in front Some of, of it. it, Chapter 2. <clears throat> oh, yeah. I don't think, I, I think there's another one. one now that's more general. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's basically all about Harley Quinn and her. I guess breaking up with the Joker. Yeah. For some reason. In the It Chapter 2 one, there's like a balloon and like a silhouette coming, and it's like, oh, it's Pennywise. And then <clears throat> she pops the blue and just goes, I'm just so effing sick of clowns. Because that ah. is a hilarious joke, you guys. Because It is a clown. Mm -hmm. And Joker yeah. is a clown. Yeah. I get it. It's just, I, I, I was so moved to there groans. Were, there were some funny parts. 
in the trailer. Oh, are there? I was like, yeah, oh, that's pretty funny. I don't know. Do Maybe you want a Birds of Prey movie to be terrible. funny? I don't. Yes, because the DC universe is a train wreck of serious garbage. Well, you're right. Shazam's my favorite like. one so far. Shazam is great. And Wonder it, Woman. It, Wonder Woman had a lot of humor in it. Yeah, they both did, and yeah. that's why the, they're up at the top of my DC. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, funny is probably better than the alternative, but is it going to be actually funny, or is it going to be like freaking, I mean, Aladdin's Suicide Squad funny. had a lot of jokes in it. It wasn't funny. <laughs> yeah, it's It was like just that. constant groans. <laughs> it's going to be like, it's going to be that. Uh, <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, you know, know, more things to groan about. Wait, wait, wait. And also... Why do we keep going to Birds of Prey? Is it because we need more girl-led movies? Is that the only reason? Because I really don't feel like Birds of Prey is a top-tier DC property. It's a cool concept, but they're just... They can't do it. The show sucked. Yeah, oh, the show's terrible. I'm sure this movie's going to be bad. I just, yeah, I I just... I just can't believe we're talking about it this long. You brought it up, technically. Yeah, technically. Howie, what's wrong with you, Howie? Yeah, I actually <laughs> suggested we just continue on the topic of Star Trek ships. That's true. The galaxy favorite call? favorite Star Trek ship right now. Favorite one? Uh, Birds of Prey. The, the uh, Klingon. Which one? Klingon Bird of Prey. You like the Klingon Bird of Prey? Bird, yeah. Had that cloaking of capability. It sure did. As long as you, you know, you, you got to take care of that exhaust. Yeah. That's, yeah. That exhaust that's problem. You can track the exhaust. question. Tough question. Uh, I think the easiest easiest ones to go with the Defiant. Defiant's really cool. Yeah, had them pulse laser pulse cannons. I mean, uh, but I feel like it's too easy. It's like the little nimble Although, one that also a had big, a lot of firepower. I'm a big fan Enterprise of Enterprise D? and the original Which Enterprise, one? like the Constitution Enterprise. class or the Enterprise class. class. The ga- no, the the t- television the Enterprise the show show. So the Enterprise class. Yeah. Oh, the NX. The NX. NX. Yeah. Um, because it was so young, it was so like simple. I <laughs> I really kind of liked the Voyager esque Enterprise that was in First Contact. You know, it had a little more of the mm. arrowhead shape to oh, it. Yeah. Actually, my favorite is mm-hmm. Cochran's. <laughs> Just like a little warp jumper, <laughs> yeah. little, little warp frog, <laughs> whatever the heck that thing was called. I don't remember what it's called. I like the Romulan Warbird. I think. It's just a cool design. Do you like the, the double wing thing it's got yeah. on that like comes back around? I got an ornament on my tree of that. Yeah. Warp, warp. I've never been a fan of the Galaxy class just because I hate the uh I hate the uh the bullseye freaking deflector dish. The yeah. red and blue but bullseye deflector. Hate but the it. saucer separates. Uh yeah. no, yeah, once. <laughs> didn't do it didn't do it very well after that. It did it a few more. Yeah, it did it in it did it in uh, galaxies or generations of galaxies. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know which one's my, my favorite. Ship I thought I would have Deep a clear Space answer. Nine. That's my favorite ship. That's not a ship. It's a station. You suck. It moves. Get good. It has thrusters. It moves. Your mom moves. Technically a ship. Technically your mom's eh? a ship. Mm. No, my favorite ship is the Borg cube. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like how it's a cube. Yeah. Yeah. It's cubesque. Part. It's like a Picasso alien. Cubist. Yeah. You like that cubism? I do. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Howie, what's next? Um, I'm actually going to the look at some of these other ships. <laughs> I was just Googling <laughs> Star Trek ships. Yep. <laughs> I, I am doing that right now because I'm like, <laughs> I want to look at some now. I feel, um, I really feel like oh, I should have a better answer. The Narada. Narada's cool. 
That's yeah. a big, ugly, ugly Romulan yeah. mining thing. Yeah, that's pretty freaking cool. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. What about uh, the jellyfish? The thing that uh, <laughs> the space jellyfish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about space whales? With a spinny-headed space thing. The crystalline entity. That's my yeah. The, oh yeah, from episode <laughs> one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, honestly, when I really stop and think about it, it's. I, I think maybe what was the one in Star Trek Two that Khan took over was the, was that the the Reliant. Was that what it was? And it had the nacelles that were kind of like, like on the same, like on the same level as the, uh, as the dish, but like attached on top of the dish, like winged out to the warp nacelles. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that one just cause it's like so Reliant, dopey looking yeah. that I like it. Yeah. I think it was Reliant cause I'm hearing Chekhov and I'm yeah. like Reliant, you know. Reliant. Yeah. 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 No, my favorite ship was the Botany Bay. Oh no, Botany Bay! We have to get out of here. If I had to choose one to own, it'd probably be the Runabout because they're smaller. Yeah, and they have they have all the essentials you need, like warp drive, Mm -hmm. replicator, yeah, transporter. When you're right, you're right. But you don't have to have like a whole big ass crew to run it. That's right. Yeah, like one or two dudes. Yeah, or ladies. Let's just get out. Let's go to a ball game. Take the Runabout. Warp drive, we're there. I like um, I like the uh, I like the HMS Enterprise from the holodeck at the beginning of First Contact. <laughs> I like the I like the aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you keep your nuclear vessels. <laughs> Star Trek Four, yeah, right. Oh God, we've tumbled down that Star Trek thing, and we're not. It's not even April Fool's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, we need right. to move this okay. all right. show all right. on. All right. All right, but Scorsese. Oh no! What are you guys yeah. doing to me? Your favorite, Martin Scorsese, uh, is yeah, in the just, news. He's old as f. Have you seen him lately? Well, and you could tell by his most recent comments. <laughs> he just directed the Joker, right? That's what Whoa. makes this funny. Scorsese directed the Joker, didn't he? Garrick, this is all you, man. Fact check that. I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how I missed that. Uh, I'm looking now. I'm now. I'm second guessing myself. Well, that was directed by Todd Phillips. I'm okay, <laughs> maybe he was commenting on because the- I still kind of want to see it, and that would oh, totally ruin it for me. He's commenting on all superhero movies. Oh, this yeah. will be great. Yeah, yeah. So buckle up. So what it, what it boils down to is senile said, fast talking turd has to say. Let's find someone out. is asking him about. Uh, superhero films for some reason and he said I don't see them I tried you know but that's not cinema honestly the closest I can think of them as well made as they are with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances (laughs) is theme parks (laughs) it isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional psychological experiences to another human being and I quote and I quote (laughs) No, I'm Howard Hughes. The Aviator <laughs> was a line in a Martin I, I Scorsese would, film. I'd quote something from uh, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, but I don't know if I can. Do it. <laughs> you don't know how he will get it in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, another Margot Robbie movie. Probably won't. Oh, that's true. I uh, 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 or you know, I remember the fact that uh, the movie trivia slides that used to play in front of the movies before we actually had like commercials and stuff that run like video before a movie back when it was still just slides. You remember that mm-hmm. there was a I movie sure trivia 
for like name this film where this thing happens? And the answer was Gangs of New York, a film oh. that did not come out until five years later. Wow. Because Martin because Scorsese it's... was editing it for four and a half years. <laughs> that's not because that's, that's, that's not cinema. a joke. And, and uh, by the way, if you're wondering what one of the worst movies of all time is, it's called Gangs of New York. <laughs> Martin Scorsese, this is, and it's another, it's, it was like the start of a blossoming hell friendship between Scorsese and DiCaprio. And, oh, let's throw in the method acting of, uh, of uh, Daniel Day-Lewis because it's not pretentious enough already. Not that uh -oh. I don't like Daniel Day-Lewis. I do in certain things, right? You know, Lincoln is great. Probably in Last Mohicans, but for some reason I still haven't seen that movie. Um. I know why I thought Scorsese did the Joker, because uh, the 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 films the film was inspired by the films of Martin Scorsese. Ah. It was initially attached to the project as a producer, but I guess so. What you're telling me about it? So it's two hours and forty five minutes long, and the third act is a completely different movie than the rest of it. Gotcha, <laughs> nailed it. I am pretty much. Oh, flight the land flight landed already. How do you know? Oh, oh, what wow, happened? That was quick. I. Am an anti fan of Martin Scorsese. I can watch the first half of many of his movies, <laughs> but he can't make a cohesive story to save his life. So the second half of every movie that he makes, I hate. Like Goodfellas, love the first half, hate the second half. That guy is. All the, do you think I, he does drugs? Because he knows a lot oh, about drugs. Yes, he does. I, well, the dude, the dude talks like he just has like a. He's got like Bane's venom pack, but it's just full of liquid cocaine. <laughs> okay. I have That's not cinema. I was, uh, may, I was born into cinema. You just adopted yeah, it. Yeah, molded by it. He, <laughs> honestly, like I feel like he is the single most overhyped director of all time is Martin Scorsese. Oh, wow. I feel like he is the Philip Seymour Hoffman of directing. <laughs> <laughs> Dead? No, he keeps going. It's not fair. I don't want him to die. I just want him to stop making movies. Make Leo so, work for a role. <laughs> so so are, are these superhero, Marvel, DC, whatever, are they cinema? Yes. What is cinema, man? What is What does that even mean? Yes, they absolutely are. And some of them actually are edited well and actually are yeah. a continuous story. Throughout the film, and they resolve. You, you think they convey emotional, psychological experiences to other human beings? Mm -hmm. I think they do. Like Iron Man dying after like the twenty seventh movie. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, these guys. You know, and I've heard Spielberg say uh, things that are similar. Yeah, uh, he doesn't not, like Netflix. He doesn't yeah. think Netflix movies are similar. Yeah, <laughs> that is. That's a big thing. These old guys are old, and it depresses yeah, me. It is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well let's you know what? If Spielberg press. wants to show up at our local theaters and actually check the sound and make sure the projectors are working. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, when I saw Downton Abbey, the right third of the screen was, had no, uh, no magenta. It was just cyan and yellow. <laughs> the, th the third of the screen was just blue and yellow the whole time. It's all timing. And that's fine. Apparently to charge me and my wife, like 26 bucks plus snacks for that. You if Spielberg to wants to show up with a little toolkit and fix everything, then fine. I'll go to the theater to see everything. In the meantime, Netflix, it works correctly in my controlled environment. <laughs> All the time. That's right. I don't remember the last time Netflix was down when I tried to. It, God, it couldn't have been much past that first year of yeah, the streaming. Yeah, I don't remember it ever going down. Yeah. Yeah. If it ever did, it would have been then. I don't, I don't recall. 
Well, that's all we got for news. Good. Screw that crap. Good. It's time for the program, by the way. Aw, gee. I don't know if y'all know this, but you know that show, The Goldbergs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love that yeah. Show. In that show, there's a group of people called the JTP. JTP! JTP! Well, not everybody in the JTP wanted to be on the show. What? In fact, you may not know this. Is that Naked Rob? But Barry's best friend, Matt Bradley, when he <laughs> ran into him and said, hey, man, I'm making a show. You want to be honest? He said, no, I got a family. I got kids. I don't want you to embarrass me on TV. <laughs> and then it aired. And people Oops. love the JTP. JTP! JTP! So Matt Bradley sent an email and he said, I made the worst mistake of my life. You got to put me on the show. <laughs> and that's why Matt Bradley joined the JTP. <laughs> JTP! JTP! <laughs> see, the, see the hippie? Yeah. Well, it's funny. The first, uh, the first episode that he was on at the end... Uh, you know, they do the clips at the end of every show of like real footage from back then, or they circle things and say, you know, this was real. Um, that said at the end of that first episode with Matt Bradley, you know, dedicated to the real Matt Bradley, Barry's best friend. I was like, if this is best friend, why is he just showing up now? That, that, I mean, that seems kind of cold, but then Barry's I, best friend, right? Barry's best yeah, friend. Not Adam. No, not Adam. Barry. And, and I was like, and I, but then I, you know, Porkins kid said this just now, yes. and it made perfect sense to me because mm -hmm. he was actually there all along, but he didn't want to be included on the yeah. show. So yeah, Matt Bradley, he's the deadhead. <laughs> <laughs> the Goldbergs is a television program. Program on ABC. Yep. I was wondering if you're gonna go ABC, but <laughs> nope. that doesn't um, work that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Uh that takes place in the 80s. And when I say it takes Ish. place in the 80s, <laughs> it every episode takes place in the 80s, but the concept of the 80s is very different than how I would have originally, how I originally approached it was with the wrong understanding entirely. Howie and Garrick would quote this show to each other, and I would sit in quiet fits of jealousy, raging... <laughs> Because I couldn't take part because I freaking hated this show so much. Oh. Because every time I turn it on, I'm like, this doesn't look like the 80s. This is the 90s. Everything's bright and colorful. And and this is like this is like Big Bang Theory as is to nerds like this show is to the 80s. It's not accurate. No. It's this ridiculous it portrayal. And I I could not get into it. Is, is it Josh at yes, this Mike. point? Yes, Mike. Are Mike, you there? Is there something you need from us, Mike? He's probably just, he's probably butt dialing us on Discord. <laughs> he's a, a cup of sugar. <laughs> hey, you guys, can you, uh, can you send some uh, crackers back this way? Uh, I'm an A27. Um, <laughs> but so I, I hated the fact that you guys would get so much enjoyment out of this show and I could not find a way to enjoy it because it just was so obnoxious to me how it wasn't the 80s. There he is. Now he's making noise at us. Hey, noise. Hey. 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 I'm listening. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of be. I'm glad. I'm going I'm to be kind of in and out. So you guys. <laughs> Gross. You guys go. Okay. Just like Garrick's mom. <laughs> the old in and out. So the owl went out. So, um, well, when I find out I'm going to have surgery, I'm going to be like 
not able to work for a week and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm going to need some stuff to watch. And I want a sitcom. I want something that's light and airy that makes me laugh. And I couldn't think of anything because no sitcoms entertain me anymore. And I'm like, all right, Garrick and Howie freaking love the show. I'm going to start at the top because that's also something I never did. I never watched first episode. I started like, I don't know, halfway through the second season, maybe. Yeah, probably something. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to go in order. And three or four episodes in, I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. And it's not because there's any crucial information you need out of the first few episodes, but the thing that I got wrong about the show, because I thought, you know, like that the show was just going to be constantly tongue in cheek joking about the 80s the way that 70s show did about the 70s. No, that is not an accurate description at all. In reality, this show is about the character arc of this family. And the family are just insane archetypes, right? Yep. <laughs> but that's why it pays off to start at the beginning, because that way you're going through the whole thing with the family. You're going through their evolutions with yeah. them. The premises that tie into the 80s in every episode are completely random. As There's no... There is no respect to time, right? In it whatsoever, <laughs> and this is what I didn't understand. This because my whole promise is like, this doesn't even look like the eighties. It's all like nineties stuff. Um, is that for every episode it starts like it was? You know, December seventeenth, nineteen eighty something. Pat Oswald says at us. At least I think yes. it's Pat Oswald. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, and and the reason why they're saying it's nineteen eighty something is because at the top of every episode they're going to tell you, accept this and get over it. <laughs> because it's not gonna t- it's not gonna make sense if you try to make it because like okay like second or third episode murray the dad he like he's he like pisses off adam the main kid and so he buys him a game for his gameplay thingy he buys him pitfall <laughs> for the for the for atari for 2600 and he's like this is for atari i have nintendo and his like little weird voice that he has he has a nintendo which most kids did not have a nintendo before like 87 Okay. I knew a kid who had one in like 85, 86, and it was the only one I'd ever seen in my life at that point. And this family was very well off. Okay. Um, So Nintendo is a late 80s thing. And this is like the first couple episodes. Okay. We're five or six years in, and it's still the 80s. Right. And also, like the next season, Mm -hmm. or no, like two seasons later, it's the episode where ET comes out on the 2600. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute, no, that time doesn't, the timeline doesn't work at all. That is where this show is two things. It's this family, this insane family evolution, set to like a almost like a chronological fantasy of the '80s. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at it, it's Adam F. Goldberg, who is the one of the main characters, the youngest brother on the show. Yeah, is the writer and creator of the show, and a lot of the stories. You know, like I would say probably the majority of the stories in the show are based on real things from his life and his family. Yeah. And the characters are based on his real life family with one major difference. They right. added an A to the end of his oldest brother's name yes. and gave it boobs. <laughs> so, yeah, the oldest brother is, the old, is a sister and that they wanted to have a sister in the family. So that's a different Eric is Erica. But it's like. What you're doing is the way I came to accept it is it's like someone looking back to these weird things that went through their family and also just free associating them with other cool things from the 80s. Like they're just it's like they're just recollections off the cuff. Yes. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, it was sometime around like, you know, first season they're, they're trotting out all of her old new kids stuff that she has in storage. <laughs> I'm like, new kids didn't have it. They were hanging tough. It was 1989. What are people talking about? <laughs> she's not over it yet. You know? And, and then she's got the Donnie Wahlberg thing from like the rest of the series. And it's still the eighties still in her bedroom. And yeah. I was like, well, no, it doesn't work. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nope. Think of it nope. like it's just someone thinking back. This is how they remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And memory's tricky. Yes. That, that's what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, it's I'll, tricky. That's the song I was trying to think of. <laughs> so it's it tricky. <laughs> <laughs> I like how uh, each episode is like an 80s sitcom, kind yeah. of. You know, you have you have your your characters. There's a, there's a one major plot line. It goes bad, and then at the end, it gets resolved, and everybody's happy most yep. of the time. There's usually but like a you see Timmy moment where it's like yeah, somebody sits down and has a heart to heart. Yeah, but it's sneaky. It it's, is. It's not. It's not like uh, because I think because there's no quote unquote live studio audience. Yeah, it's, it's, that's it. Well, yeah, it's 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 not a multi camera sitcom. It's yeah, like so, you're a single it, camera show. They do it so well mm -hmm. that you don't realize they're doing it and you're just along for the ride. And you're like, Oh, that, that's but it's great. also, it's at the same time, it's a satire of that format. Yeah. Because the, you see to me moments, there's always like a little twist or a gag that completely invalidates it. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And I, I just, I, these are some of my favorite characters and the fact that they're based on real people. And, and I, I want to play up that fact that also, I never got to the end of an episode before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the fact that they actually, like, this dude actually somehow must have a room full of video cassettes. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Because one mm -hmm. of the characters, this, this young boy, like, he's always got his video camera out and the family's always yelling at him and stuff. At the end of almost every episode for several seasons, it shows an actual home movie side by side with the recreation that they had done earlier in the show. And you see that it's actually shot for shot. <laughs> yeah. Accurate to the real it's things. Brilliant. Yeah. And that gives the show like this legitimacy. That's yeah. it's, it's it's just for such a wacky show yes. to be grounded in reality in that way is so different. Yes. No, so let's talk about some of the, the let's talk about the, the family. The main character is the family. Okay. Adam F. Goldberg. And it's Adam F. Goldberg. I don't know why he has a Minnesota <laughs> accent and no one else in the family does, but he does. Um, They're in uh, Philly yeah. or near, nearby. Yeah. Um, Adam F. Goldberg is the writer creator and he's the youngest brother. Played by Sean Jimboni. Jabroni. Jabroni. Uh <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna jump to the to the his smother. They call him <laughs> his mom. Is played by the lady from Reno 911. Wendy the, the real person that his actual mother is on Twitter. They're both on Twitter. Yes. And yes. she's hilarious. What she'll funny. comment after every show. You well, know what? I've already found I've only followed her for a couple days. Like she will reply, she will reply in defense of Adam Goldberg on Twitter. <laughs> He'll tweet something. The fans will like some fans or someone will comment or get upset about it, and then she'll jump on and defend him. And I'm like, oh my she, god, she's really her. <laughs> she's reading. You know, she's reading all the replies. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. like and end he, anyone who says anything bad. And then he's replying like, I'm an adult man, mother. You don't have to defend me on Twitter. And I'm like, this is like an episode of the show. <laughs> like every every now and then, someone 
someone will ask you, were you, you were really that bad, were you? And she's like, no, I was way worse, way worse. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're dumbing it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, like the, the guilt letter episode. I just watched that one a couple days ago where oh, she teaches the yeah. other parents how to write guilt letters to make, to manipulate their kids into letting them do parent, parent things that the kids won't let them do anymore. And then at the end, the actress is sitting there with the real mom and holding a real guilt letter that she wrote and reading it. And it's every bit as bad as the ones in the show. It's amazing. And she even says like in the letter, she's like, I feel like I failed as a mother, which is one of her catchphrases throughout the show. So, so yeah, you've, she's, yeah, the smother, she's basically, she's so in love with her children. She calls them all schmoopy schmoo. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, and and she, they're delicious. My squishy little jelly bean. Yeah, squishy yeah, little jelly bean. Yeah, do you need to make? Do you need to make? I do this all the time now. We were we were at Hobby Lobby earlier buying candles, and my daughter's like, "Can we go soon? I have to like that." And I turned to her and I made the hand motion. I'm like, "Do you need to make?" And she just fell on the floor laughing because she loves the show too. Uh, that's our thing now. You gotta do the hand motion. The poop. This is the, your hands. The potty, and this is the poop going yes. into the potty. Um, I, it's I have never the 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 chick who plays the mom who plays Beverly. I've never liked her in anything before. It's not that I disliked her. I just which missed. is part of the reason that you took so long to kind of uh, yeah, get into it. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for. Her. She is amazing, but. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm trying to work my way around the character. So then you got Murray. He's the dad who takes his pants off every day. As soon as he gets in the house, <laughs> he, he takes his pants right. off at the front door and leaves them there and plops into his recliner. Jeff Garland. Jeff Garland, who used to be, uh, he lived in Wrigleyville. He was roommates with Conan O'Brien. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, I remember that from when he was on Conan like decades ago. I've never understood this, but I knew it was a thing. The whole. Walk in the door, take your pants off, sit around in your underwear in front of your whole family. Yeah, no, and that's just the so, normal thing for a lot of families. Yeah, but it was so strange to me, you know, when I my grandpa would yeah. wander not in the evening, but in the morning, he would just wander around in his whitey tidies and a tank top. Yeah, and I'm just like, please, so please, please stop, please stop. Get some shorts, get some shorts on. <laughs> yeah, <Come> on. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so he's and hilarious. He he's, is he's so high strung. He's so high strung. And then when he gets, I love it when he gets emotional, he can't use his voice. Like yeah. he can't speak aloud. Like he's like, I can't hear you morons. say louder. <laughs> uh, I, I, he's great. And his character takes a long time to really build up that death. They don't rush it with yeah, him. Right. So you get a lot of him being the disconnected dad who just, yes. everyone's a moron until later. <laughs> and then it pays off more. But um, and then the eldest sister, who is Erica, based on Eric Goldberg in real life. Now, how do you say? Is it Haley or Haley? Dude, I have no idea. Haley. Haley. H a y l e y. I would say Haley. Yeah. Arantia, who has just released a music album. She has an incredible voice, which is why that's part of the show. Where there was a one afterward, and during the end of the show, she was sitting there with Eric Goldberg. And she's like, do you, you know, do you sing or play in a band? He's like, no, I have no musical ability whatsoever. I can't <laughs> sing at all. He goes, but I'm glad that your character can because you have a beautiful voice. So that's actually an original addition to the yeah. show because she is just that good. But that brings us to the last family member. <laughs> and I saved him for last because this is the real reason why I got into the show. Oops. Barry Goldberg, a.k.a. Big, Big Tasty. Tasty. That I, in my life... And I've been around some high energy people, especially at Second City. There were some people that were trying to make the splash to get into the business. 
and they were coming in all guns firing. And it was like, no, you're trying too hard. I have never seen anybody commit with an energy that this psychopath commits to his character with and nails it constantly. I stress out because I'm sitting there thinking, does he like have to go have a shower after every take? Does he have like a bucket of ice that he dips his wrist yeah. into to cool his blood down? How does he do this? Is he going to die young? Because how can a human being be this on all his eyebrow, the time. His eyebrows are hilarious. His <laughs> whole face. I'm, I'm like, I'm, my throat hurts. I'm, I'm strang, I'm like getting too strenuous. He is amazing. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, it might be too much for some people, but he does it so well that I just, I just am just constantly flabbergasted by his, by his energy. I, I don't know how, I don't know how he can do it and have it be funny instead of annoying, but he does. Yeah. He does. I don't know how, but yeah, he is basically a character with, he's the big brother likes to beat up on his little brother, but he's also like the biggest loser with the most confidence that ever lived. <laughs> yeah, this is a bunch of unearned confidence. Oh, just the most unearned <laughs> confidence. And it is amazing. You know, yes, like in the show, he he only has like three shirts yeah. he wears. Yeah. <laughs> he's got big orange. He's always yeah. got big orange. He's which got is, the the weird striped one with the collars. The yes, yeah, that's, the, that's I, the I, had, in the I 90s. own that shirt. Yeah, that's a nineties. That is a nineties look. And that's see, that's kind of the thing where I struggled. But he, I actually had that shirt, the vertical striped one with like the burgundy, the white, and the green. I had that exact shirt. I and, probably did too. Or one's very similar, anyways. Yeah. Uh also, uh, one of the shirts that Schwartz wears, I had one of those as well. <laughs> I think they came from Eddie Bauer or something. But um, so those are those are like the, the base characters, the main family. There are other characters that are also based on real people. And you get it like you'll hear you'll watch an episode and not even think that this character that's in the episode is an actual real person at the end. Here's the real one right here. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, apparently there are several people who don't want to be on the show until the show starts. And they're like, OK, no, I kind of want to be in it. Can you make it me? But I like, you know, the fact that uh, his uh, his girlfriend, one of his girlfriends, Adam's go- girlfriends in the show, her mom is played by the actual girl who was his girlfriend when he was a kid. And it was <laughs> just like girlfriend? a one time episode. But then they had more episodes with her. And so they just brought her back and she's kept playing the character, you know, or even the coach from school like yeah he's a, he's a real dude and mm-hmm. it just it just blows me away that they can be this autobiographical and people are supportive of it i mean i would think this would be like a network's worst nightmare but apparently it works and yeah so when it comes to the 80s stuff this is the thing where i had the biggest doubts about it really was how it would be legitimized when it seems so illegitimate and the the way they legitimize it is they hit, they're hitting everything. No stone is left unturned. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The first episode, I'm like, I had that GoBot toy. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. The big gray GoBot that looked like an ATAT knockoff. 
Yeah. And I'm like, I, I love that thing. I forgot. That's like one of my best toys I had. One of the more expensive ones I had. And it's a GoBot, so nobody remembers it, especially <laughs> the big GoBots. Yeah. But I was like, oh, Go I want bots. that now. I want to play with it right now. Here. Give me my GoBot. had a little elevator in it when you stood it up. Man, it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. 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 And, yeah, and, and, and I think I do the, get I, the member berries all the time, but uh, absolutely. Yeah, in a good the, way. The way. The way it works, I think the reason it works really is because the the kid who plays Adam sells his passion for yes. like like he's a huge nerd. Mm-hmm. It's like it's supposed to have a lazy eye, but I, I, they know, always call you lazy eye bastard. <laughs> but it's like that and I ever, I'm always bad. looking for it. I'm like I don't see it except the one time where he forgot his glasses and he was like overdoing the lazy yeah. eye thing. And that was hilarious. <laughs> he sells his his character's passion. Like his yeah. his room, like you said, is filled with like Indiana Jones posters, Star mm-hmm. Wars. You get a Tron poster, maybe. Oh, that, like yeah, the posters all, are on rotation in there. All, all the paraphernalia in there. And he had he, a Revenge he, of the Jedi poster. Yeah, he behind did. Behind his door. And yeah. Anytime he goes to see a movie, he's always trying to drag his grandpa with him. Pops. And his grandpa's like, I have no idea what's going on, but okay. <laughs> well, he wanted to go see Poltergeist. Speaking of last week's episode, he wanted to see Poltergeist, yeah. so he lied to his pops that they were going to see a uh, what was some kids' movie. I can't remember what which one it was, but the whole time pops is just confused because this is terrifying. I, where's the mouse? I don't even. <laughs> oh man. But uh, oh, the even the Die Hard episode, he went to go see like another Christmas movie that came out that year, but it was all sold out. And he's like, I don't know. I just want to see something Christmassy, man. The guy's like, oh, you can see that. And he's like, Die Hard. Yeah. How, how is that a Christmas? Like, oh, it takes place at Christmas. It's like, OK, fine. And immediately <laughs> loves it. Right. And he gets the bootleg VHS and he's showing it to pops. He's like, it's like the greatest, greatest movie. And it gets the big scene. Yippee ki Melon Farmer. <laughs> and I got mad. This is the only time yeah. I got mad. And I immediately tweeted at Adam F. Goldberg. I said, everyone knows the TV edit of Die Hard was Yippee Kaye, Mr. Falcon. This is heresy. <laughs> this melon farmer business is heresy. He didn't reply. I was disappointed. Oh. I expected a comment because if you Google Yippee Kai, it will autocomplete, yay, Mr. Falcon. Mr. Falcon. Well, there's a reason he didn't tweet you. He hates you. That could be. He is no longer the showrunner. He's no longer the oh. showrunner? <gasps> what? Stop. Since yep. when? Since August. Or, yeah, August. Oh, this year. So this season, he's not the showrunner? Uh, well, that yeah. wasn't a this season. Two, uh, two people that have been with the show since the beginning are now the showrunner. He is now working for the mouse. Oh, Disney snatched him is. up. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder what they'll cook up. Guess what? Uh, Probably got a Star Wars under. film, right? No clue. It's going to be under the Disney Plus service. Excellent. Oh, because it's ABC. Yeah, yeah. He already worked for the mouse, technically. Well, he's yeah working. Okay. Well, hopefully the show doesn't suffer for uh, lack of his involvement. He's still going to be on as an executive producer. Yeah, it'd be nice if they actually had him in one of the things at the end because he's never in any of them. Right. (laughs) Everybody else is, but not. He actually looks similar to the guy who plays Murray. Uh, What's his name? Oh, does he? He kind of. Kind I was going to say, Barry doesn't well, look dad. too different. <laughs> Barry, Barry, adult Barry looks yeah. kind of that way. But yeah, God, I could just, I could go on about the dude who plays Barry until I pass out. There's, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't say enough. There, I've never seen a performer pull off what he pulls off. I mean, anybody who does his run, the way he like does his little like flappy butt run, where he flaps his hands behind his butt when he gets mad and runs up the stairs. <laughs> there, you can't do that and have it not be completely stupid. And somehow he does it. 
And it's not completely stupid. It's hilarious every time. Because at some point, they just don't acknowledge it. And he's still doing it. And it's, I'm just, his commitment, I've never seen anything like it in my life. He's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Everybody on the show is great, though. Yeah, it's like, it's one of the, one of my uh, favorite casts in TV right now. Yeah. Like this, Brooklyn Nine-Nine and this are like up there, top tier cast. I wasn't Please sure about so Erica well. early on. Because like she didn't, I felt like didn't have as big a role to play early on. It was a little more about Adam and Barry. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, uh, Smother. But uh, she grew on me a lot. Like she's actually got crazy comedic chops in addition to amazing vocal talent. And I was, as I was saying earlier, her, her gag, her little gag that she does, like gag reflex, like when she's talking about something gross, no. she, like, like, I don't even want to, like, I can't do this there because I don't think it can be done. And she does it so well that every single time I laugh. Like any time that she does the little gag thing in the middle of a sentence, I start cracking up because it is like the most perfect gag sound. What a weird <laughs> thing to get hung up on, but like she does it so well. This show is is a riot front to back. I don't think I've seen a single episode that was like a, a cast off episode. I think I've oh, enjoyed uh, every single episode. I laugh yeah. out loud at least once an episode. Yeah. yeah. At least. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm scared now cause I'm now watching the show week to week now. And now yeah. you're telling me that he's not on it anymore. And I'm like, I'm worried, yeah. but the, uh, the vacation episode they kicked off this season with the, the drive to Disneyland, which was definitely national Lampoon. national lampoons vacation where, because the other thing is, you know, I talked about how they have like real people and stuff in the end for all the stuff that they do in the show, like whatever 80s thing they're hung up on in each episode, they'll pull real people in from those things. Yes. So in this example, this episode that just aired this past week, uh, in national, it's basically national lampoons vacation. They even used footage from the movie and just edited it in as if it was happening in the show at a couple <laughs> points, like the uh, station wagon jumping off the dirt mound or whatever. But, um, <laughs> but while they're driving, the red convertible or the, you know, the red car pulls up and it's Christy Brinkley actually driving in the oncoming lane, you know, and you remember the scene where Clark's like making eyes and making sure everybody else is asleep. No one notices and stuff. But instead Murray's like, what is she doing? This is so dangerous. Why is she doing like he's freaking out because there's this woman driving recklessly in left lane. Why don't and then, you just pass? And Murray, I think she's making eyes at you. What is she flinging? And then it's Christy Brinkley's older now. So pops leans forward. And he's like, no, she's flirting with me get your big head out of the way <laughs> by the end of the episode he's riding around and then pops is in the car with christy brinkley and so they get to disneyland they do the whole chariots of fire slow run thing in the parking lot right and they get up the front and of course the park's closed but john candy's not with us anymore so who's the security guard at disneyland instead of john candy at wally world it's anthony michael hall who played rusty is a security guard <laughs> At Disneyland. And I'm just like, I love the fact because Anthony Michael Hall is not a guy who's ever struck me as someone who wants to live in the past. His career has evolved. He's very different. He played the young nerdy guy for a long time. But then like by Edward Scissorhands, like he bulked up. He became like the jockey guy. And the fact that he was willing to do this, there's like, I don't know who's making the phone calls for this show, but it amazes me how many people, because they get people on the show that aren't the kind of people who just they're not always the kind of people who just want another 15 minutes of fame. Right. They're, they're people who no, like, are just looking at going, you know what? People. This is worth it. You know? Yeah. Well, and I think 
they're starting their seventh season. I know. It's legit. They're, and I, the funny thing is, I don't hear between, except for Garrick and I. Yeah. You guys are the only ones I ever talk about the show. Yeah. And so, but I'm like, they have to. They have to have a Nobody's huge following it. to get to yeah. seven, seven seasons. Seven seasons. I mean, they made it past the hundred episode mark. Nobody makes it that far anymore. Yeah. So it, they have a, a lot of people out there like really appreciate the show, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of a lot of those people are like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it for the show because yeah, it's got the it's got what's right. Mm-hmm. It's got what's right. Here's the funny thing: Anthony Michael Hall's in the vacation episode. He's not in the weird science episode. But the guy who played Wyatt was, <laughs> and they never call it out. They don't even say no. at the end. Yeah. You're just you're just supposed to know that you're supposed to notice. Maybe maybe you're not. Maybe they don't care. But it's there. They, got, they even brought Rick Moranis out of whatever he's in now to voice Dark Helmet again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for the Spaceballs. I believe Rick Moranis is mostly now retired and writing country music songs. Yes. He won a oh, Grammy a few years true. ago. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, the, you know, and it's funny how it, how all of these eighties themes, I realize weave into my taste and everything. Obviously, I mean, this, this podcast started off as a star Wars podcast, you know, we're into the old stuff. Right. And of course, Adam's obsessed with star Wars too. Um, but like, uh, I was talking to my kid about like, you know, we're watching our, our creepy movies and stuff like that. I'm like, we're going to watch a little shop of horrors. And she's like, what is this? It's a musical about a plant that eats people. And she's like, <laughs> Okay. And she doesn't know anything about it. That night, I watch a few episodes of Goldbergs. <laughs> One. And there's an episode where they literally sit down at a piano and perform Suddenly Seymour <laughs> sitting at the piano. And also two different couples dress up as Audrey 2 and and Seymour <coughs> or Audrey 2 and uh, Audrey uh, to go to the dance. And I'm just <coughs> like, oh, my gosh, this is it. This is the thing that I just was talking about earlier. Like, that's happened several times in the last <laughs> week and a half. <laughs> Where I'll just talk about something and then boom, it's on the Goldbergs like an hour later. Yep. You know, for me. <laughs> so. Yeah, you. <laughs> okay. How long? When did you start watching? I believe I started the night before my surgery. So we're thinking I'm two weeks in a day. So you've powered through. And I got caught up before the episode over, aired this week. Yeah. Over six seasons. Yeah. And that, that like the time. Wow. Yeah. I was literally just watching it end to end for hours. And they're not, they're not like 10 episode seasons. No, they're 22 episodes yeah. per season, full load. Half hour, but still. Yeah. yeah. No, I was. There, it's great candy. Just the. It, that is what it is. It's, but see, it's candy, but then you get the little warm member berries, but then you also get, you start to care about these characters. Yeah, there's, there's enough depth there that you're like, yeah, I love these characters. Yeah. Yeah, like legitimately love yeah. these. Honest, I've always liked Jeff Garland, but I never knew he would be anything where I'd be like, I love Jeff Garland. Yeah. It's but always like, oh, that guy's funny. That role is, he plays it perfectly. perfectly. It, it matches. Yeah. The episode where um, they have the career fair and he basically tricks Ben Schwartz, who is dating his daughter, to just <laughs> come work for him at the furniture store for free because he has fake interns that he doesn't pay <laughs> just to move stuff around for him. Come here. <laughs> don't do it <laughs> I feel like I have to but then Barry goes to apprentice underneath Ben's dad who's an optometrist and Barry's an idiot and he just brings him back the next day and wants to get rid of him 
And 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 Ben's having this whole like I he's don't want to be he's a, not an idiot he's a moron well moron he's a moron, moron. but Ben <laughs> who's a really smart kid realizes he doesn't want to be an optometrist because he's just really enjoying moving furniture around and not getting paid for it so he's talking to his dad maybe I don't want to do this and Murray how could you do this to me just like Jeff Carlin the whole time not involved <laughs> not involved and everybody keeps just dragging him back there he's like not involved. Oh, I'm just dying. All right, let's, before we before we end, we need to talk about a couple of the superfluous, superfluous characters. Yes, like Pops. Pops. Pops yeah. is based on Pops, yes. real Pops. Grandpa. And, yeah, the, uh, the, the father, the father of, of Beverly. Mother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's great. This I, this is another guy who I've I've seen him in several things before, and I've never liked him very much. And a couple of things I saw him in, I'm like, I really don't like this guy. I don't know if it's, I didn't like him as an actor or if I just didn't like the characters, but in my mind it was I didn't like the way he was playing the characters. Mm -hmm. But they were also unlikable characters. I love him in this show. And honestly, as the show progresses, he's getting old. And I'm sitting there going, I don't know how all there he is, but he is still pulling off every line. Yes. And he's really the only voice well, of reason in the whole show. Yeah, and, <laughs> Sometimes. And just, Sometimes. Yeah. The 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 relationship he has with Adam, yeah, and, and all the grandkids, yeah, is is it's a beautiful you know grandfather yeah. relationship. But he's got a special relationship with Adam, which yes. is why there's an episode where Barry decides to steal pops. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, yeah how then, pops will dress up in any kind of wacky costume for Adam to make a little oh, yeah, movie with kids, exactly. like a Ninja Turtle. He's Optimus Prime at one point. <laughs> Oh yep. my gosh. Just, Let's talk about uh, um, the father's brother, the uncle. I love this dude. Oh, I love this dude. Awesome. I never From see him. Boys. Yes. I never see yeah. him in anything, but every time he pops up, I go, yes. Because his he's got another manic energy yeah, that I that, love. Yeah, that manic he, energy. His manic energy to me always comes like he's getting ready to explode, but he never does. Never does. Yeah. It's always like he's on the edge of like exploding out, but he's keeping it just barely bottled in. And it's it's a real intensity. And I think it, it his humor is just top notch because of that. and in fanboys he was hilarious. Yeah. He was oh, the yeah. you know, the guy who owned the van. Yep. And the Millennium Falcon van. Yeah, and the first time he shows up in this show, he's driving a DeLorean. <laughs> yeah. He's in oh, he's a main in Fantastic Beast. Oh, that's and right. I for, I always oh, forget yes! that's him. That's right. Yeah. I always Jake, forget that's him because he's he's he, the muggle guy. Yeah, he he doesn't, he doesn't he's have playing that. it so well yes. that he doesn't if I forget that it's him playing it. Yeah, wow. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, he, the first time he shows up, he's in a DeLorean and he's so excited about buying the DeLorean. It's literally <laughs> the day before the company closes down and yeah. now he has, and then the car breaks down, but he can't get parts because the company just shuttered. And that's his luck for the rest of the series. <laughs> Whenever he shows up, like, you know, he was, he was taking everybody's money, investing it overnight. They make four times back because they invested in this electronics company. And it was the episode that ET came out <laughs> and to find out this electronics company makes these electronic doodads. It's called like Atari or something. <laughs> he invests all their money in Atari right when ET comes out and they all lose their money because of, Atari tanks. It's great. It's great. But then like the relationship between him and Murray and how Murray just can't stand everything his brother does, but he loves him. It's his family. He's going to call him a moron. Yeah. You know, he's not going to buy into any of his crap, but he's, he's going to do what he can to bail him out. And there's over time, there is a, uh, you could tell there's a relationship, mm. uh, uh, progression. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he's only probably in like five episodes. Yeah, really. But it's mm -hmm. such he's such an impact to the series that mm -hmm. you, you got to 
going to talk about them. What about the staff at the school? You know, they go to this private school that <laughs> yes. the teachers, they're, they're like almost all the teachers are based on actual teachers. The drama teacher, Miss oh, yeah. Cinnamon. The, was based on a real the high school, uh, the gym teacher, the gym teacher. And I, he was interviewed Coach once Miller. like, and they're like, how do you feel about the fact? And he's like, well, sometimes, you know, my kids are always asking me like the show's on the next day. They're like, was that real? Was that real? And I'm like, I don't think so. <laughs> it could have been. He said, he said he had to get, he had to, he actually, the, they don't play dodgeball anymore. And the kids after watching the show wanted to play dodgeball. And so he had to get the dodgeballs out and they had to, they had to bring back dodgeball. Oh, that's awesome. Because oh, the kids wanted great. to play it. I'm like, yeah, but what about scooter ball? I don't recall a lot of scooter ball in high school. I remember scooter ball in elementary school, maybe middle school, not high school so much. Oh, but, but then the high the the, the high school counselor. Yes, Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. Perfect role mm-hmm. for him. I now here's someone else. Tim Meadows. There are certain things I love Tim Meadows in, like Dewey Cox, the, yeah. the walk walk hard, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah. But I also have always been annoyed by Tim Meadows, the guy who overstayed his welcome at SNL. You know what I mean? Everybody was gone. Tim Meadows like I got no place else to go. And I remember when we went to go see the Team Coco show. Me and my wife went to Chicago, and we're hearing about like oh the show in L.A. last night. Like John Bon Jovi showed up, and like all these like like famous people showed up and were part of the show, but it was unannounced. I was, and, and Kathy's like, who do you think is going to be like our celebrity shows? Up? And I'm like, well, we're Chicago. So I don't know, Tim Meadows probably. And she's like, it won't be Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows was a celebrity. <laughs> he walked on stage and I screamed bloody murder. All the people around me thought I was happy. <laughs> but I just literally screamed in anger that I was right. That all these shows were hearing about these major stars show up and we get Tim fricking Meadows. Shows oh, up and my yeah. wife goes, I can't man. believe you got that right. And I said, I just knew it. I knew it was going to be crappy, whatever it was. I have come to like Tim Meadows way more since then. And this show is definitely part of why. <laughs> now, it's not just this show. There's other things. I've, I've, I used to be real sour on Tim Meadows. I actually really like him now. I really do. But he is, he is perfect in this role as a guidance counselor who is scared to death of these kids' mom because she's always marching into the school <laughs> to be mad about something that's happened to her schmooze. <laughs> oh my gosh. And you tell he's always, he's always wanted to be something else. This mm-hmm. is not where he wanted to be in life. Yeah. It, it's yeah. always something else. Well, yeah, he's, he, he actually does have a friend named Jesse and he really does pine for his girl. <laughs> <laughs> and she will be his. Um, <laughs> The uh, also the gym teacher's brother who takes over as a gym teacher when he leaves oh, is it, it's Goldberg. Yeah, they brought in Goldberg <laughs> on the Goldbergs, and, the wrestler. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. He's wearing those super tight little lady shorts. He's good. He's good. It works. Um, and the principal played played by the actor I could never remember the name of, but I'll just call him Ned. Ryerson, come on, yeah, Case yeah. Western High, buddy. Needle nose Ned, Ned the head. Now, don't tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry. I love that guy. Yeah, I've only ever He's seen him great. in one thing I didn't like, and it was because he was playing a really rapey dude on Law and Order. So, oh, well, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. It must have been an SVU episode. Uh, I think it, it was either early SVU or right before they started SVU. I don't remember. But uh, he, as the principal, is just phenomenal. Like, I love it when, when he totally, when they break character, the way of the writing, like they're going in, they're trying to like, Barry didn't do enough community service to graduate. So they want to put on like a skater show and get the cast of breaking <laughs> to come be in, the, in their skateboard <laughs> exposition. And he's, and he's like, but what if I could tell you that we got 
Turbo. And he's like, not Turbo. Like, Lee's Ford knows all about Turbo from Breaking. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just dying. Like, the, the writing on the show, it's like... They know when it's funny to just completely break a character. It just, it's just, yeah. it always is just trying to catch you unawares like that. And it's so good. So good. Man. Anything else that we should uh, touch on? Go watch it, is what I say. Yeah. 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 Watch Go that watch Goldberg. It. A, it's on Hulu. It's really or something? A, like, uh, yeah, Hulu. I don't know. I don't know where you watch things it's legit. Really like ABC. A of, of solid comedies like that don't have a laugh track. I hate laugh track. Yeah. No, During yeah. That group. I yeah. love this. The only show I watch with a laugh track is The Ranch. And that one, I'll fully admit, you got to take it with a grain of salt, you know? <laughs> but also the fact uh, that the mom drops an F bomb in literally every episode. <laughs> it's bleeped out, <laughs> but it's awesome. They, ble- they bleep it and, and they blur. pixelate her mouth. Yeah. And it becomes <laughs> such a gag that there are times where she's walking away and they pixelate the back of her head. <laughs> <laughs> I die every single time. I think there was like one time where it was like an animated version of her or something like or a puppet version. And they pixelated yeah. the mouth. It's, it's great when Eric is like in the room. He's like, mom, we're not. Yeah. It's like how they react. Well, I like it's it like, when Whoa. she finds out the kids are talking. She's like, I did not raise you to talk like that. Or no, Adam says it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you learn to talk like that? I learned it from watching you. Okay. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. She goes, I have never in my life. And they're like, no, you pretty much do every day. And then does like a, it does like a quick montage of her just dropping the F-bomb. And she's like, okay, I guess maybe sometimes. But I'm <laughs> only when I'm really upset. <laughs> so funny. Oh, my gosh. She, geez, I, I mean, I don't know who makes the show. Everybody makes the show. Yo, yeah. yeah. You can't sit here and say, it's okay, it's just one thing. Barry was my hook. Yeah. The, the kid who plays and Barry. That's, and that's an easy hook because he is. He's, there's nothing like him. Yeah. There's nothing like and him. And he's hilarious. He is. Big tasty, but I, honest to God, you know, as I watch through it, I, I, I don't know. Uh, there's nobody I'd give up, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, it would be, it'd be pretty sad to lose. Now we did lose main. somebody. The but girlfriend, something else. The girlfriend between seasons was recast, and well, I shouldn't use that word because Which girlfriend. Uh, the second one, the one who was older, uh, okay. Adam, Adam's older girlfriend. Uh, she uh, left to go do other stuff. Yes. And so they I thought had they to, recast her. Yeah. Well, yeah. they did it real smartly. When she came back from the summer, she'd gone goth. Yeah. And so yeah, her hair was right. colored and she had different makeup. And so it took a couple episodes for them to work it back down to normal. Yeah. By that time, you might already been used to her. If you were watching it week to week, especially instead of like, you know, minute to minute, like I was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, they didn't, they didn't kick her off the show. She, the girl just wanted to go do other stuff. She didn't want to continue. So, uh, yeah, her loss. Now the first girlfriend, uh, is back this season. Adam's first love is now back. The one who moved to Seattle. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and I actually saw her in a trailer for a movie that's coming out. So I think that explains that she left for a couple she, of years and then just had one the or two episodes season of Gotham. Okay. Was she? Which, oh, yeah. Maybe she moved to Gotham and then came. Uh, that could be Gotham was Seattle. I think everybody yeah. knows that. It's all the rain. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> the hippies. It's it does scale. always rain there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? But Batman's always wet. Oh, wait, no, yeah. that's because he's out in the lawn sprinklers at 315 every morning or whatever. I'm not going to go into that imager gag. That one doesn't get enough love anymore. No. Go watch the Goldbergs. 
please. Goldfarb. The show is insane. Do not pay any attention to the timeline. I mean, at You'll all. have a bad time. Yeah, it's not about that, which is why every episode they literally say it was April 17th, 1980-something. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Just go roll with it and enjoy the family in this goofy, nonlinear setting of the 80s. And hopefully yep. you'll enjoy it as much as these two guys do and as much as I yeah. am enjoying it now. So... I have special closeout music. So. Oh, 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 boy. Hot dang. Ooh. Oh, hot yeah, dog. Wait. Well, then let me get right to it. Uh, won't you run out, Flowish? Flowish? Flowish. Follow us on, I need to Lolo. get, I need to get more drugs. At Fly Casual 1138 on Twitter, where you will find the link to our Discord, where we would love to hear from you and tell us, uh, are you like, are you like us and tweaking your nips on the Goldbergs or... Uh, are you like I was and just can't get past some weird hangups? Because if that's the case, I hope to convert you so you can be uh, as, as happy and excited as I am. Woo! Uh, and uh, run out Facebook. Yeah, you look for us there around there somewhere in the YouTubes. I don't know, whatever. But in the meantime, run out and get us a nice little review wherever you get the podcast. We can reach more listeners just like you. Yeah. In the meantime, you. Corey over there's Howie. Yo. Over there's Garrick. I'm here. That's right. And now I'm not. JTP. JTP. Jelly. Didn't do it, Howie. JTP. JTP. Theme song. Theme song. I don't know the future, but the past keeps getting clearer every day. Are we allowed to do this? (laughs) Sure. That's why we cut it off there. Okay, well, then I'll just do this. It's free on the internet. It was like 18 seconds. <laughs> You're going to have to cut three of that out. No, I spoke over the last three seconds. We're fine. We're good. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs>